Hi everybody, I cannot wait to share today's episode with you guys. I interviewed Emmeline, a certified color consultant and personal stylist who helps busy women elevate their style. We'll learn what Emmeline discovered when opening up her first brick and mortar studio and how losing her part-time job helped her dive into being a business owner full-time. We also talk about how what you wear affects your confidence and tips for dressing well for virtual meetings and in person. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Unstrictly Business, a podcast where we interview business owners about everything that helps them succeed, from business advice to self-care and everything in between. I'm your host, Callie, and each week we'll share a new episode with behind-the-scenes content that reveals what it's really like to run a successful business. Hi, everyone. I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you guys. I am going to introduce you to our newest guest, and she's going to give a little intro herself. Hi, I'm Emmeline Chapel, and I'm a personal stylist. I have my own business here in Richmond, Virginia, and I help busy women elevate their style by discovering a new way of dressing to look luxe for less. Love it. I love that. <laughs> I love the luxe for less part. Okay, perfect. So thank you so much for being here, Emmeline. I am really I have like a little bit of an idea of your story after seeing your IGTV video about it. Uh, few weeks ago and us talking before but I'm excited to share it with our audience so I would just like love to dive into where you were when you were working your part-time job and you didn't really know where to go but you have just like always grown up loving fashion and kind of put us in your mindset when you were there oh my gosh oh man I was really depressed. It was like the worst time of my life. That was like 2015. So I had just finished my first year at John Tyler Community College because I was going to get like those basic classes done so I could transfer them into the VCU arts department because I thought I wanted to go to VCU arts and take a fashion merchandising degree. And I had worked so hard to get straight A's. I was going through like a really bad breakup. I hated my part-time job. I was a waitress actually across the street from John Tyler at an old folks home. I hated my job. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't get into VCU arts. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I think that was the summer of 2015. And I was like, okay, well, I was really just like on the hunt for just something to do. Like I wanted to do something that involved fashion, like a class or just something because I just felt so depressed and just so down and confused. And I don't even know what I typed in on Google, but I stumbled across this school in Sacramento that offered like all these different certifications. And one of them was color consulting. And I remember my mom had told me a long time ago that she had had her colors done like back in the 80s and my grandma had had her colors done and I was like oh that'd be kind of cool to like know and discover people's best colors so I kind of looked into it and I was like okay let me I'll take the class so I signed up it took like six months to get certified and then I was like I don't know what came over me at that point I was working retail that was a nightmare oh my gosh I was so bad at retail I was so bad I hated that job and I was like okay maybe I could 
be like my own color consultant and like have my own business. And so I got my license and I was like, okay, I tried to find like a little studio. I had like a small studio off of Chamberlain and Ginter Park. And so I was a color consultant for about a year and a half and I was getting clients, but it just wasn't going the way I had wanted it to go. And by then it was like 2017, I think. And I was still stuck. I was like, okay, I'm doing this. I enjoy it, but I just feel like I'm missing something. And I was watching this show on Lifetime called Million Dollar Shopper. And it was like these really cool, like bougie shoppers in New York. And the show was like showing them running across like New York with all these different clients and they were shopping for them. I was like, I want to do that. I didn't even know that that was like a career or something that you could do. So I kind of started researching that and I found that like a personal shopper is kind of linked to a personal stylist. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That really, that just seems like the right fit. Like I love fashion. I love being creative and I love the idea of like helping women to feel really confident in their clothes. I was like, okay, this is a perfect fit sign me up. And so I wanted to get educated and trained in what I was doing. And so I found a school in LA, got certified on that online. And that was 2018. And then by that point, I was like, okay, let me just expand color consulting. I'll be a personal stylist. So I got another studio off on West Cary Street, I think. And then I started offering personal styling services. And by that point I was working as a receptionist for like a small um, real estate rental company. And then I was doing that for a year and then COVID hit. And I was like, okay, I was doing that for a couple of years and then COVID hit. And so I lost my part-time job and then I just took the leap and I was like, okay, let me just do personal styling full-time. It was super scary. And then I had to like move all my services in person and make them virtual. That was a nightmare, but I did that. And so ever since March of 2020, I've been doing this full time. Oh, that's so exciting. I think, I mean, even though it kind of happened out of the blue and you weren't 100% ready for it, I think deep down you were ready because you just like took it with grace and you're like, I'm going to make all this virtual. And I'm sure it was scary, but I think that's so awesome. And I know that you've helped people like within our networking group and so I think that's so exciting and every time like I wish our listeners could see what I'm seeing because Emeline has the coolest little background with these like frilly fluffy clothes hanging on a rack and it just looks (laughs) so amazing that's so awesome so I kind of want to go back to when you opened up your first studio um you got your color consulting certification and you knew you really liked that but what was that like opening up that brick and mortar were there a lot of things that you didn't know you had to do um i just like you to walk us through that a little yeah i love this i've never been asked that before um it was really scary because i was like what i need to do thankfully my mom is a cpa so she really like understands like okay, you need to go and get your business license. We need to go downtown and get zoning to make sure that you can have the studio. And it was, it was, first of all, it was really stressful trying to find a space. Like wanted to find like the right space that we could afford. And then getting the license was easy. It was like the zoning was so stressful. You had to go 
downtown into this building. I can't remember the name of it, but you had to fill out all this paperwork and then they had to go to the studio and then they had to like write down some stuff and make sure it was like all up to code. That took a while. And so that was just like really stressful. And then trying to get all the equipment, like I had to get the right lighting. I had to make sure that the walls were all painted white just so that I can accurately look at someone's skin tone and their complexion and be able to figure out what their best colors are. So that was a hassle. Was I was hard having to like budget things to make sure I had all the different materials I needed for color consulting. And it was stressful because I was, oh my gosh, how old was I? I think I was like 22, 21. I'm 25 now. So it was rough like when you're so young and you're just having to do all this on your own and there's just all this jargon and lingo that you just don't understand and I don't I didn't have a mentor that I could talk to and say wait a minute what's the best way to do this and it was stressful yeah I can imagine I mean I feel like that's it's amazing to start a business when you're young because you have like so much ahead of you and you don't have I mean I always feel like I don't have as much to lose like I don't have kids I don't have a mortgage if I mess up like it's just on me and I can deal with it but at least I don't have to like other people because I feel like that would be so hard so I think it is nice but at the same time there's definitely negatives I felt like the same thing I wish I'd had a mentor I wish I had somebody who kind of been through this before because it's nice that you had your mom and she kind of knew the financials of things, but I mean, I love that. I think it's good that you had that. So yeah, so you figured everything with like everything in the studio, you found the place. Um, what I was going to ask you was how you had the funding. So were you just like paying for everything from your part-time job? Was like your mom kind of helping or were you just kind of had been saving up for this? So my mom and I were splitting it. So the rent was like three something. And so I had saved up from my part-time jobs. And then I would, when I would get clients, I would use that to pay towards it. And then she would help. But that, that was tough too. Cause like, like the way my personality is, like, I want to be able to just do it all, even though I'm starting and I'm so new. And like, I would feel like embarrassed because there was like older people that work, like grown adults working in this, it was kind of like a um, big, like an old building and they had renovated it. And so there was different offices. And so it was just like, it was hard. I was like the only young one there. And I was like, my mom's having to help me with rent. And, you know, you just feel, you just feel weird. And it's like, you want to be able to be like, no, I'm this boss and I'm paying all this on my own. And I'm just getting clients like constantly, but it's like, mom always tells me yeah but you're a baby stylist like you can't expect that you've just got this in the bag so it was hard having to like go half and half and like sometimes I wouldn't have a lot of clients and so she would have to really help with the rent and so it was hard it's been hard with that financial part yeah no I mean I think that definitely is difficult and that is the thing when you start out younger too but I think it is important to have be patient with yourself and be gentle because I think that we are young and it is difficult when you don't have like thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in capital or savings. And I think that every business is a risk. And I always think back to how I built this, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And I was listening to the episode about the Airbnb founders and that they had a 
not saying that you should do this, but they had a <laughs> folder, a huge binder filled, you know, those like plastic sheets that you would put like baseball cards in. They yeah. had that, but filled with credit cards. Like, and that's how they were funding Airbnb in the beginning was oh, wow. credit cards. And I'm like, I mean, that would give me so much anxiety, but I think it just goes to show that there are people that risk it really big and they win big. But even with like a small business, you're still risking things. Maybe you're not risking as much, but you're still, it's still a risk. But I think pushing through those harder times is really important. So I'm glad you had that support of your mom. I'm wondering though, so how were you getting these first clients? Mostly word of mouth. So my very first client was my mom's high school best friend. And then, oh, you know what? Okay. So that was my very first client. And then like months went by and I wasn't having clients. And I was like having many breakdowns probably every week. Like I remember I would come home all the time and like cry like, mom, why did I do this? This is so hard. This is not what I expected. And so a couple months went by and then I went to Richmond Fashion Week and it was a day where they had a runway show and then another room they had like a bunch of vendors and I met this amazing woman like I feel like I I owe her why I feel like I've I had so many clients her name is Denine Brown and she is a physical therapist but her side hustle is Stella and Dot so She runs her own small business where she sells all these like really gorgeous accessories, jewelry, handbags, makeup. And we met and we were talking and I told her what I did as a color consultant. She's like, oh my gosh, I've always wanted to have my colors done. And so we linked up and she came and got her colors done. And she is so amazing. She referred me to so many of her friends. I got so much business from her. And all these women wanted to come and have their colors done. And they brought their sisters and their family. And it was like, after that, I started to get more and more color consulting clients. And then even when I expanded to personal styling, she was so instrumental in that. Like I was able to use her as like a guinea pig for my services. And she was like, just, she's amazing. I love, I love Denine. She's been so helpful. That's so amazing. It really does go to show how like one person can have such a big impact and the power of just going out there and I mean I'm sure going to Richmond Fashion Week you were nervous or you didn't know what to expect and so I feel like getting that sort of experience is so worthwhile and I'm sure you still have like now do you kind of get people off of your email list like how did the transfer Um, transformation from like only color consulting to both personal styling and color consulting go? It seemed like it was word of mouth for a long time. And then I kind of hit just a few months ago, the end of 2020, I kind of hit like a roadblock and it just, I wasn't getting a lot of personal styling referrals anymore or word of mouth. And I was going to like networking groups, but I just wasn't finding my ideal client online. So I hired a um, digital marketer and she was super instrumental. Um, Her name is Shannon. She lives in Oregon. Oh my gosh. Is it Oregon or Seattle? Oh my gosh, Shannon, don't be mad. But she really helped me to find my ideal client online. So now, thankfully, I've been getting more word of mouth in the city, but also like with my email newsletter or social media. Um, So that's been really helpful. But I would say 
the, the biggest has been word of mouth or people just like going on Google and searching like fashion consultant or fashion stylist, personal stylist um, near me. That's where I've been getting a lot of clients that way. But I try, I've tried like, I tried Facebook marketing way back in color consulting. I tried like wedding shows where I was like a vendor and I've tried all those different ways, but I don't know. My business seems to be kind of old fashioned where it just seems to be like word of mouth right now anyway. I mean, I think definitely that happens. And I think that's the best way to spread your business because people trust other people, especially people they know. So it's kind of, I'm sure everybody who knew Denise was like, oh, I trust Denise. I know her. She has this shop. That was her name, right? Denine. Denine. Okay, sorry. Everybody knew Denine was like, I know Denine. I love her. So if if Denine was like, look, I know this girl, Emmeline. She's amazing then they'd be more likely to work with you. So with COVID, people aren't going out and they're not dressing up as much. And so I was going to ask you how that impacted your business. Like when you had to shut down, I would love to hear more about what it was like to make things virtual, what kind of fears you had, if those fears were founded. Yeah, so right before the pandemic hit, I had already expanded into personal styling and I was starting to get clients. And then... I was like going to networking groups and I really, I finally felt like I was in a place like, oh my gosh, I really feel like all this hard work is starting to pay off. Like I'm getting clients, I'm doing what I love. And then COVID hit and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I was terrified. I was like, wait a minute, what am I going to do? Like I can't, because all of my services are in person. Like I go shopping with a client or they come to my studio at home and they get their colors done. And so much of it is in person. And it's like, Oh my gosh. So, and then I was losing my part-time job and I was like, what the heck am I going to do? And so thankfully the school that I had gotten certified as a personal stylist, they ended up doing like this masterclass, like right when COVID hit on how to transition your services to virtual So I like, I cracked down. I was just like sitting in my room for like a week and I just watched that whole masterclass. I took a bunch of notes and I looked at my services and then I just started to make them to where I could do them virtually. And, but I would say to tell you the truth, that was actually the easy part. I was surprised it was easier than I thought it would be to transition all my services virtually because I was like, okay, I'll just use Zoom. Um, I have the right software to do color consulting virtually. And the only trouble is it's not as fun virtually. Like I can't touch the clothes. I can't go in their closet. But the hardest part was how am I going to get clients? Because people are, are losing their jobs. People aren't going out. They're not wanting to get dressed. So that, that was really tough. I think I just got to a point where I was like, well, I like to get dressed, like even though I'm at home right now, I still like to really dress up. And I'm sure there's other women out there that are still wanting to really like present the best image for their job virtually. And so Callie, I don't even really know. Oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm trying to think. I think I just started to kind of post different things on social media, like, hey, like here's the best way to get to look um, presentable and polished on Zoom. I was like doing these free workshops where I would give tips on how to look your best on Zoom. And it, it seemed like I just kind of stayed on that path. And then I had a couple women start reaching out like, you know what? I just, 
I really want to look my best on Zoom. And so I was getting little, I don't want to say little clients. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I was getting like services that way. And then, then by like the fall of 2020 was where I was getting clients. I was, I was doing pretty good in the midst of COVID, but I just felt like I wasn't finding my ideal client. And that's when I hired a digital marketer. But I definitely think COVID has affected my business for sure, just because a lot of people just feel like, why, why should you hire a personal stylist? Like, who cares? You're on, you're on Zoom. But like my biggest argument is always, yeah, but even though you're on Zoom, like it really makes a difference. Like if you are in like a whole networking meeting or you're, you're with all your colleagues or you're with your boss, like, and you look your best, it's really going to make a difference. And then even for me, getting dressed was like a form of self-care. And so that was something I was kind of putting out there on social media through COVID. Like, hey, you know, just hiring a personal stylist and getting your wardrobe back on track and just making it a closet that you love and getting dressed, it, it can just make you feel so much better in the midst of this really dark time that we're going through. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think you touched on a lot of important points there. And we've kind of talked about this before, like the power of clothes and how it can make you feel so much better. I know we talked about that. I can't remember what study it was, but they had people take a test and they put them in like lab coats. And the people that were wearing the lab coats, they ended up doing better on the test because they felt more confident. And so I think that is really important. And I know at least like for me, I would love to just open my closet and be like, oh, I'm so excited. I don't have all this good stuff to wear. <laughs> Whereas like nowadays, I mean, I like my closet, but I know that it would make me feel better if there was like so many items in there that I felt awesome about wearing. Right. So I think it is really important. And for any of our listeners out there who are trying to maybe like feel more comfortable in what they're wearing, feel more confidence from their clothes, like what's usually the first step that you take them through? Um, I would say, like, you mean like the first step, like if they were getting a service done or just like a general tip that I could give them? I guess like if I came to you and I was like, oh, I'm like, I have never been like a fashionista and I want to feel more confident in my clothes. Like what is the first step usually to talk to a personal stylist like you? Like, is that, do you think the easiest way to just kind of get things figured out or what would you usually say? I would say a lot of times it's good. Like I, it's funny, I actually have like an introductory service for those instances where they're like, you know what? Like, I'm not all the way happy with my clothes. I don't really know where to start, but I don't want to like invest in a lot. And so the introductory service is called a style tweak. And so I come to your closet and then we work through like a pile of pieces from your closet that you're not sure if you want to keep, you want some style advice on, and we just work through that pile and I help you edit some of the pieces out. I show you which ones do and don't flatter your figure. And then at the end, I create some fresh outfits with what you already have. So the goal of this is to kind of give you a taste of what working with a personal stylist feels like, what it looks like. You're also kind of giving your wardrobe like a mini cleanse but you're also getting like some new outfits without having to shop. And I find that a lot of times that is so impactful because they're just stunned at how many outfits, how many really like cool outfits they already have in their closet, how many great pieces they already have. 
And so I would say that would be the best first step, just talking to a stylist, just even if you don't want to book the style tweak, just talking to someone that understands fashion and can just give you some tips because a lot of times we feel worse about our clothes than it really is that you really actually have really awesome pieces already in your closet. I love that. I think that's such a good idea because I think it can be scary sometimes to revamp your whole closet or really start over but I think a new set of eyes looking at yourself can really help. So I think that is important for anybody out there who's like I'm scared and I think it's cool also that you can work virtually because you can work with anybody around the whole U.S. and not just in Richmond so I think that's really exciting too. I do want to talk more about the digital marketer you hired and wondering if you have any insights with that and what things that she said that has made the biggest impact on your business. She has been amazing so her I'll just shout her out really quick her name is Shannon Hindenburger and she was a digital marketer for like 20 years like in an agency and then she went out on her own she's so amazing she's an Aquarius like you of Aquarius you guys are amazing um well one of the very first things that she told me that was so helpful that I tell myself every day is you because I, I really struggle with imposter syndrome and so she's been really helpful she would say no like you are the expert you have to always re- remember that you are one step ahead of your clients because they don't have the eye that you have. And that, that has been really, really helpful. And she taught me that consistency is key. And so she taught me these different things that I need to do to just keep my business in front of my ideal client, but that there's going to be times where I feel like I'm not getting clients. I feel like this isn't working, but consistency is truly the key to success. And she was showing me how when she first started out, when she left the agency, that she had a system in place to get clients and how, you know, she was like, she had a Facebook group with like only two members and that she would go live every week and she wouldn't have a lot of people. But like two years later, she's like making six figures. She's got a huge following. So I think just hearing that from her, that consistency is key. But one of the things that she helped me to see was that your business, when it comes to digital marketing, is like a funnel. And so everything should link back to your website. Everything should fall into place. So like, for example, she taught me that I need to plan out my whole content for the year. And then each week I have a subject where I talk about it on live. And then the next day I may post something that links back to that live And then I may um, have like an email newsletter that Friday and then that'll link back to the live. So everything kind of falls in itself. It's all the same. It's consistent that same week. And I think that's just helped me to have like an actual system in place, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And anybody after this episode who goes to Emily's Instagram um, you'll see that she has a really beautiful Instagram and is always sharing really good content and you have those IG or you do your lives every week. So you use that content calendar to plan your whole social media and that probably takes out some of the stress of what am I going to talk about this week? Yeah, because before I met her, it was like the way I was doing social media, I would like say 
but take for example like maybe monday i talked about accessories and then tuesday i would talk about color consulting like it was just all over the place because i just i didn't know the best way to do social media and so that was social media it still gives me a ton of anxiety but before i met shannon and started working with her i was just all over the place and i think learning from a professional that no like just have one common theme with social media that whole week with your email newsletter, post it on YouTube, post that on your website, but it's just that same theme. It, it does. It just makes it more seamless. And I don't feel as stressed. Like I don't feel like I'm having to be so creative and come up with like a new content idea each day, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's good advice. Anybody who gets overwhelmed with social media is planning in advance and knowing general themes of things that you want to talk about are really important. So that's awesome. So do you, did you just like work with her for like a short period of time to kind of just like boost or do you still have her that you can ask questions to just for anybody out there who doesn't know when to start getting a market for a, a budget for marketing? Yeah. So we worked for 16 weeks and then at the end, we kind of made sure I had my plan in place so that I could go and do it by myself. Um, but she's creating a um, membership where um, I might be able to start like checking in with her like once a month just to make sure I'm on the right track. But that that has been helpful, just having someone that you can go and ask questions with, like, what does this mean on my website? How do I use MailChimp? Like, I have like a question about social media. Like it's just, it helps that she's still, she's still there if I ever need her. Yeah, that is really nice. I think having a good contact person, because there is a lot of noise out there in marketing. I think there's a million things that you can feel like you can do for your business, like emails, ads, social media, going on a podcast, writing blogs. Like I think gets kind of scary that there's so many things you can do and it's like what's the best but I think it really is trial and error and you've probably learned like have you noticed if you've gotten more clients from emails or social media I would say social media probably but the email newsletter has been good because I definitely like when I hear people say like if Instagram and Facebook were to shut down like you really need to have your own way to still reach out to your clients and she really helped me to see it that way because I had never thought of it like that and so yeah like she she was really good at helping me to realize like yeah there's so many options out there but there's no like one right way because sometimes the way my brain works I always think okay what's the formula what's the formula to success like do I need to do 50 million things and then I'll get like 5 million clients and she she helped me to be like Emmeline you have all these options, but just do you. Do what feels right for you. Like you don't have to do a Facebook group if you don't want to. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Just there's a lot of noise, but just know you have all these options and just do what feels right for you. And I think just having that in my head, because I can tell myself that all the time and I never believe it, but it's like hearing it from a professional who is a small business owner who gets it, it just has helped to kind of ease my anxiety. Yeah, definitely. I think that that is really important. And speaking of anxiety, is there anything you do like outside of your business that helps combat that anxiety? Because I think it's really easy to burn out as an entrepreneur. And I'm wondering if you have any things that you do for yourself to, for self-care. Yes. Yeah, so 
I recently just started doing this thing in the morning where I bought like from Etsy these five different affirmation cards. One of them is like a really like bougie set of affirmation cards where it's like, it's hard to explain, but it's just got like, I have one right here. It was like, it says on today, can't nothing hold me down. So I have that type of affirmation card. And then I have another one where it's like more, I don't know if a spiritual is the right word, but it's just very simple. Like this one was everything I need is within me. And then I have another set where it's like, I think it's called affirmation cards for a badass. And it's got a lot of cursing in it, but sometimes that helps me. Like this one was you're allowed five emotional minutes a day. Then you got to get gangster. And then I have the last set, which is like, they're almost like tarot cards. The last set of affirmation cards, like this one says the word of the day is blessed. And on the back, it says within me lies the vast universe of all possibilities. Within me, I have found the love of my life. And what I'll do is each morning, I ring a bell, I light a candle, and then I shuffle every set and pick out each card. And then I read them, I journal them down, And then I just sit and I'll play um, rain in the background because I find for some reason that rain really calms my anxiety, the sound of rain. It really helps me to just feel calm. And so then after I do my affirmations, I'll just kind of sit and listen to the rain and I'll just write down what I'm feeling that day. Like I'll just, it's almost like a check-in with myself. Like maybe I say, I feel tired today. I don't feel like talking to anyone today or I feel inspired today. And I think just getting out all of what's inside and internally, it helps me to just kind of calm my anxiety, give myself grace. So I try to do that little meditation, little ritual each morning, but I also find that dancing really helps me. Like I will sometimes just stop what I'm doing, blast a bunch of music in the house and I'll just dance around the house like that just helps me to just not be so serious, not feel so anxious. And then I would say, sometimes I like to just go for a drive. I'll just get in the car, just get away from the house and just go for a drive and listen to music. So all of that really has helped my anxiety because I really struggle with anxiety. Wow, those are all really great. I love those affirmation cards. I feel like that's so fun. (laughs) Did you, how did you, did you just like come across it on Etsy or... How did you decide to do that? I felt like, I was like, I need to do something, I think, each morning that I can count on, that it'll ground me, that it's like structure. Because so much of my business, there isn't much structure. Like my days are all over the place. They can be different tomorrow than it is from today. And so I was like, I need some type of structure. And so I was doing research, like, what, what can you do for like morning routines? And one of them was like affirmation cards. So I thought, okay well, let me look around. I think I just went on Google and I typed in affirmation cards and I started seeing like all these different sellers on Etsy. And I was like, Ooh, well maybe that would be a good place to look. And so I just kind of looked around and tried to find the best set. And I was like, wait, but I really like a lot of different ones. I was like, okay, well maybe I can just have like five different sets and they can kind of have different meanings. And so that's been really helpful. I love that. And I think you mentioned a lot of other good things. I know dancing for me is like one of my main, like dancing in the mirror, (laughs) just get the zone. (laughs) It's so embarrassing and I would never want anybody to see me do it. But for me, it's super helpful. Um, So I think those are really great. And I think it is, I mean, right now it's a really anxiety ridden time in general. I feel like 
COVID has just like made any underlying anxiety be so much more heightened. And as business owners, we are more likely to suffer from anxiety and other like mental health problems because like we do have so many stressors and we have everything kind of on our back. And I think that is why finding a support system is so important. And I want to ask you, so me and Emily and I are both in a networking group together. And I was wondering how you came across that and any other networking opportunities that has helped you build community. Yeah. So um, I had a really, let me think, how did I come across Joel in this meeting? Oh, I got invited by Morgan that does beauty counter and she invited me like right when COVID hit and I started going, I've gone to a few other networking groups, but I find that with Jolynn's group, I really like it because it's, it's really invited a lot of creatives, like really creative businesses, really interesting people go to that networking group. And I just love the vibe. Like I've gone to other ones where they're just really rigid. They're really structured. It can feel kind of cold. Um, and with Jolinda's networking group, I just love that community and that space that she's created because I feel like a lot of my ideal clients come there, but also just people that I can relate to. Like I understand their struggles, uh, their anxieties with small business. So I just like how relaxed and just how open it is. But I'm always on the hunt for like other networking groups like Jolinda's. Yeah, me too. I think it is. I really like that about her group too. I think being able to connect with other people is really important, which is why I do well. I just feel like community is like the number one thing that I was really looking for as an entrepreneur because it can be lonely and stressful. And just like having people to go to ask a question to is like, seems like a small thing when you're working in an office, but when you're by yourself all day, it's like, who do I ask? So. (laughs) I know um, that has been really hard. Yeah, it really is. It's like not having coworkers. Like I, I mean, now it's a little bit easier because of COVID, but when my friends would have happy hours with their coworkers on Fridays and I would be like, well, I don't have any coworkers, so I can't go there. But that's why I'm glad to be, to meet people like you and to have networking opportunities. But we're almost finishing up and I just want to ask maybe if you have like a tip for people with their style for maybe you could share how to look good on zoom or one thing that you really think makes a difference with like upgrading your style. I love that question. I would say there's a couple of tips. Try to incorporate color if you can, or incorporate something that has some structure. Like I find that on zoom or even in person, if you're wearing something that has a little bit of sparkle or color or it just has an interesting detail, a puff sleeve, a, a sleek blazer, a pleated skirt, a pointed toe shoe, a structured bag. All of those elements always help you look like you really put thought and intention into your image. But I would say just have fun. Like I'm not a stylist that feels like there's strict fashion rules. Like I don't I don't believe in telling a client this is what you can and can't wear. I'm all about looking at knowing your best colors, knowing how to dress for your body type. Those are just tools that you can add to your toolbox so that you can have a little bit more knowledge. But at the end of the day, I feel like fashion is fun. It's a form of self-expression. It's a way to show your personality. And so I just feel like the more we can have fun and 
dress in a way that's going to make us feel good and make us feel joy, that's my number one tip. Like, I think the pandemic has really, really emphasized that for me. Like, I find I just want to dress in a way that makes me happy. And so if that means like overdressing, if that means being colorful, whatever it is, just put some thought into how do I want to feel today and then dress for that. Oh, I love that because joy is like such a, I just feel like that's such a good goal to have in anything. And I think people can get overwhelmed of like, oh, I'm not stylish or oh, but I mean, whatever, like there are certain things that I wear and I'm so happy to wear them. And even yes. if I know, like I saw this really funny TikTok of like this girl dressing up and she was like, if my boyfriend doesn't like my outfit, I know I'm playing it safe. But if he likes it, I know I'm killing, or if he doesn't like it, I know I'm killing it. And I was like, I love that. I was like, this is so real because when my boyfriend's <laughs> like, what are you wearing? I'm like, sometimes kind of annoyed, but other times I'm like, whatever. I probably look amazing because you don't like it and you don't even know. Yes. <laughs> no, I always say that I feel like every woman has an inner fashionista living inside them. And I'm just here to bring her out. Like, I feel like we all have just this bad, stylish, like, just amazing fashionista living inside of us. Well, I agree. And I think so now that people know that they have personalized colors that they don't even know about that works well with them and they have heard your whole story and have heard the power of dressing and how that can change your confidence, I'm wondering how people can get in touch with you and any asks you have from our audience, like what you're really looking for right now. I'd love to finish off with that. Oh, thanks, Callie. So you can reach me at my website, emmalinepersonalstyling.com, and just click on the button, book a consult. And so it's a free consultation, and we can just chat, figure out the best steps for you. Or you can follow me on social media. My Instagram is emmaline.personal.stylist. Or you can just email me at mchatbiz at gmail.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I know that you have convinced me to feel more confident in my clothes. So I think anybody can get some goodness from following Emmeline and I'm excited to see where you go because I know you're going to do, you're already doing amazing things, but I know it's only up from here. Thank you so much, Callie. I really appreciate you just giving me this time to talk about all of this and to interview me. I feel so flattered and honored to be on your podcast and I just am so happy that we connected. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. Oh, me too. I knew that. I, I mean, I just like give so many, much goodness to share for business owners and dressing can be kind of like a weird topic, especially when you work from home. So I think just learning from you was really exciting. So thanks again for coming on. Of course. And I can't wait to just see just the podcast in your business and do well, just like elevate and blossom more and more. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Unstrictly Business. Want to learn more about how you can create a successful business of your own? Visit our website, dowelldepartment.com. Dowelldept.com. See you next week.